Welcome to the Real Life Group's Leadership Podcast, a conversation about creating small groups where people grow in spiritual maturity in relationship. We're focused on you, the small group leader, giving tips and tools to help you lead effectively. Well, welcome. I want to thank you for being here today and joining us on this conversation. I'm sitting with some of my friends and uh, worship leaders for our <laughs> Post Falls campus, Aaron Short and Jeremy Ellis, who supports all of our campuses. And this is a unique conversation because we're talking about worship and you're thinking, did I catch the right podcast? You did. This is the Real Life Groups Leadership Podcast. But we've been having a lot of conversations recently about the conversation between worship and the connection mm -hmm. with small groups and and how that really is an aspect to discipleship that we don't get into a whole lot. And it's really a conversation we wanted yeah. to bring up to our group leaders. And so I just thought, what a better chance to have these guys talk real time at a round table about it. So that's what we're doing today. I did have a thought I wanted to just do. I always like to do a little icebreaker before we get rolling. I didn't, didn't prep these guys. We're <laughs> going to break go. some ice. <laughs> so you guys, you guys are some gifted singers and I don't just, I don't have that skill. So I'm always fascinated. And so I'm curious when you're driving down the road by yourself, what are you singing? Like what, like what echoes in your head when you roll the windows down in the summer? What, what's that, Jeremy? What do you sing? Oh man, I think, uh, this is going to sound like a real downer, but I think for me, there's so much music country music. That, no, no, oh, there's no. so much music that goes on in my head. I, I honestly, like enjoy just peace in the car. No so, music. No, seriously, I, I, I rarely will blast music in the wow. car. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like the, the Debbie hey, Downer here. I love the that. Debbie Downer here. You like just the just sound of silence. Part, part of it's probably because I have four kids that are really loud. Dude. And so I just enjoy, <laughs> I just enjoy the silence in the car. <laughs> I love that. There's too much I, in your yeah, life. Yeah, too, much noise. too much okay. noise. Too much Aaron. noise. So that's a great question because literally yesterday, like the sound of silence for me in my house is music. Yep. Uh, that's what I need to like act. If it's too quiet, I yep. actually can't think yep. uh, and so it's like release radar like i need something mm. new just to check out and i'm driving home and i'm blasting it and i'm singing along to it but i don't yet know the words okay which is always <laughs> embarrassing but it's you know i'm giving it a try so yeah i love that that's, that's okay me. Yeah. I am known in my household with all of my daughters for not knowing the lyrics to songs. I will just completely butcher it. So they'll make fun of me. And usually it's some girl pop, you know, song. <laughs> yeah. I have four daughters. So that's I love it. That's my world. So, I well, thank it. you guys. That was helpful. Um, yeah. I mean, exactly what I thought we would start with. Some awkwardness. <laughs> it's perfect. So let's just bring our listeners into this conversation we've been having a little bit. I think it could be helpful. Let's start with the idea of, of what is worship and why does it matter? And then we'll kind of bridge the gap towards the end of this conversation. And by the way, this is such an important conversation that we decided we wanted to make this a two-part. And you'll see why as we get into this. There's just so much packed into this conversation. So the next episode, we're going to jump a little deeper into how does the, the church gathering collectively, the worship that we do on a weekend worship service, how does that connect to a small group gathering and even the house-to-house -house that yeah. we see in Scripture? So that's going to be our second part. But this episode, we're calling Worship as Discipleship. So let's jump into it. What is worship? Why does it matter? Aaron, can you give us some thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that the idea of worship 
is something specifically within church culture that uh, sometimes becomes synonymous with music. I mean, even your yep. question, right, is like, well, you guys are worship leaders. Yeah. Let's talk music. Uh, but really, worship at its core, right, it's it's worth. It's giving something value or attention. Yeah. Uh, maybe even beyond that, it's giving something adoration. Uh, we might even say, like, just casually or generically, man, that guy really worships, you know, baseball, yeah. like, or whatever mm. sport or, or activity, but it's, it's something that we give a lot of care, concern, time and attention to. Um, and, and that's hopefully yeah. more than anything, what we do with our wow. Lord and savior. Right. Uh, and not just through singing, uh, it's all of our life. But yeah. I think sometimes when we say that, that can almost be an excuse to treat the singing part as an a la carte item, yeah. even though specifically in scripture, we see it as a command yeah. um, over 50 times, right? Uh, and so yeah. this is something that's important. Obviously, God understood that what we, uh, what we worship, um, yeah. we always become a little bit more like as we do that. And so uh, he commands us to worship him because he knows that it will actually change us. And there's a ton of mm. brain research to, to back that up. But uh, Jeremy, what would yeah. you add to it? That's great. Yeah, no, I think for me, I, mean, I think the, the thing that makes this hard, like is no one scripture that we could point to, right? That says mm. like, this is like, thus saith the Lord, the definition of worship. But there's obviously yeah. a lot of examples that we see throughout scripture, you know, constantly from book of Genesis through Revelation. I mean, Revelation itself, like, this picture of worship that's taking place around the throne. Mm. But I think, yeah, like Aaron, what you said, the the fact that this this word um, has gotten hijacked, like Jim, our senior pastor often talks about that, right? Words have meaning and they've, it's, it's one of these words that's gotten hijacked where it does yep. oftentimes now mean like when we say, well, we're going to worship in church, it, it you know, generally people are thinking of like the song portion. Yep. But I think for me, like a, a, a big, um, and again, this is just one verse, but Psalm 20, uh, 29, two says, ascribe to the Lord, the glory due to his name you know, worship him in the splendor of holiness. So that idea, like whether it's through song or through, you know, verbally, like speaking God's attributes back to him, like ascribe God the, the worth that so he's good. due. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, just giving God the worth that he is just yeah. happily due. I love uh, that. And I want to go back to um, the kind of the, the point of what our small groups do, because I think mm. there's a connection here. You know, small group at the very core is they're trying to help people grow yeah. in spiritual maturity in mm-hmm. relationship. And so this is an aspect we're bringing up that a small group leader is going, how do I help someone practically grow in being a worshiper in my whole life? How does that impact their life? Be curious. You guys, this is the cool part for you guys both sitting here. You both lead small groups, have led small groups. You know, you're you're invested. This isn't just, hey, I'm going to I'm going to have my role on the weekend and I'm going to lead songs. I, I yeah. hear you guys saying it's much more than that. What have you seen when you make that gap between for a small group leader, which obviously that's who we're talking to yeah. and trying to help yeah. them take this on. What does that actually look like? How does this impact their lives? How does uh, a life of worship and really redefining worship is not just singing. Yeah. How have you guys seen that impact a small group? What, how do we lead people in that? Yeah. Uh, two yeah. things that come to my mind just as you're talking, two passages in scripture. One, a psalm, right? That I've hidden your word in my heart that yeah. I might not sin against you. And I think we talk about head, heart, and hands a lot. But really, what we're doing when we worship uh, and what we're doing in times of giving God adoration, the glory that's due his name, is we're stirring up affection for him. You know, it's been said before, like, um, the the second that our Bible becomes a textbook, we're dead in the water as believers. Because we don't just need sound doctrine, but we need sound devotion. I mean, I even think about the fact that we talk about, like, oh, I have my morning devotion. 
like that communicates I'm giving value. I'm showing my love for the Lord. I'm not just, I'm not just studying this as a text, uh, because if it's just in my head, that's all it'll ever be. And it's actually not going to change my actions. Uh, And then I also think about the words of Christ himself who said, you know, is kind of rebuking the Pharisees. And he's like, you Hmm. don't obey me because you don't love me. If you loved me, you would obey me. And so really that's, that's the heart of what we're trying to get across to people in groups is we can't come to a group get more information and expect that that in and of itself is going to lead to transformation. Um, it's only through us hmm. stirring up our affection, the, yeah. the one that first loved us, that we, yeah. we show that love in return that actually changes our actions. I love that. Yeah. I, well, I'll yeah. see you too. Yeah, it's good. I, I, think, uh, I think maybe shifting the, the paradigm too, to think of like, again, getting out of that mode of just thinking of worship as this practice on the weekend or only a corporate thing. Yep. The idea of a, like worship is can be uh, a vehicle for transformation. So then viewing it as like a spiritual discipline, just like yep. we would like in our groups, we would hope that uh, the people that are in our groups would be growing like in their their practice of Bible reading, your prayer, um, serving. I mean, all these mm-hmm. things that we view as spiritual disciplines, like viewing yeah. worship as that as well to go like, hey, I want to, how do I come alongside somebody and help them take their next step as just a, as a worshiper in, in that practice, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So what yeah. I hear you guys saying, I think this is so huge is you're actually wanting to see someone grow in their maturity, that their whole life would become really a life of worship. Yeah. And practically that looks like they are hiding the word in their heart. They're learning how to apply what they're learning. And so let's talk about that a little bit and go from a small yeah. group standpoint, small group leader, um, they have someone in their small group. Let's just go practical for a second. Yeah. And this this person's coming and they're like, yeah, you know, I don't really, I don't really like that. I come in late to, you know, to the, <laughs> to the singing part of, hmm, of worship yeah. or um, I, I'm, I'm at church every few weeks um, or yeah. maybe practically they're, they're coming to small group half the time. What would be a small group leader's response to help them grow in becoming a real, a worshiper? Yeah. Jeremy thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously it starts with what we model, right? So like, Oof. how do we model that as small group leaders? Like how, you know, do we have some of those same practices? I'll, I'll, can I share a story? Like I, yeah. even on staff, you're like, there was a, and this was actually fairly recent, like maybe a month ago, I was super busy getting ready for something. And I, my, my wife, I think my wife and kids were sick. And I was like, you know what? I can just catch like third service online today. Watch and church I, online. Yeah, yeah, just watch church online, you know? And then, I, I mean, we've been having these conversations of like, how do we go first as leaders? You know, as, and as group leaders, I think that's super important. Totally. Like, how do we model this? Yeah. So, I mean, there was just this like, there was my thought. And then like in my mind, I'm like, no, like, you know what? Like I got to model this, like even for my own family, my own heart, mm-hmm. but then also just like people around us, if we're asking people to do this, like, how do we do it first? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just that, like, but it was, it was interesting sitting there because it was that wrestling yeah. of like, okay, got the to-do list, you know, but like, how do I stay engaged right now and just model that? So, I mean, I, I think it starts there. Like, how do we, yeah. how do we model it? You know, for and a small group leader for themselves, a small group leader, yep. every one of us is going, I want to show this is a value for me my whole life. And that is, yes, yeah. there's a, there's a, you know, worship service weekend. There's this, I'm going to show up. Yep. Um, like you said, there's the practice of every part of my life yep. is going to be that. And people are watching. Yep. So there's modeling. Yep. It's great. Good, yeah. good start off in that conversation. Yeah. Aaron, thoughts on that? Yeah. I, I would just add to that. Like, you know, even like you're saying, it's a worship service, right? So that in itself dictates what it is. It's, it's not just a place to gather information where I, I go and I go, I don't know if I really got anything out of that for myself this week. But if it's, you know, I, I think of that old phrase, like um, wow. for Christians, uh, there is this saying of, uh, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. Mm. And, and the reality is 
relationships are way harder than religion, mm-hmm. right? Religion is just like doing the right things totally. and you can get away with that, but you can't get away with that. For example, in your marriage, right? No. If you had a, a standing date or a meeting with your wife every single Sunday and you're like, man, I'm not getting much out of this. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that or I'll go, but, um, you know, I'm only going to really pay atten- attention during the parts that I'm interested in. I might show yeah. up a little bit late and I might have to get up and go. It's, it's really coming back to that, that adoration. If it's, a, if it's a worship service, it assumes that we're worshiping somebody and we have yeah. to recognize that's not us not our preferences it's us yeah. figuring out what is what is it the lord wants uh, yeah. because if we're in relationship with him um we're not doing it so that we can get something absolutely right? that's yeah. just an economic exchange we're yeah. doing it because we are called to lay our lives down and so if we even go back to that word disciple right a disciple is a learner mm-hmm. right it's someone that is that has taken up the yoke to wow. i want to become something yeah. and so yeah. I have to show up with humility and go, I don't know it all. I, I yeah. am going to do this as an act of submission. In fact, I would say even for that person that's like, I'm not crazy about the singing part. Awesome. For you, it's even more worship than it might be for someone that that does enjoy yeah. music mm-hmm. because it really is laying something down. It costs you more, in which case sometimes we can get in that yeah. habit of we're just doing something. Yeah. And so it's the it's, it's not just the right actions, but it's the right heart as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I love that. One of the word pictures in my mind is, you know, we talk about spiritual maturity that we're trying yeah. to help someone mature and grow in something. Yep. And what does anything in our life that maturing uh, comes from? You know, think about a, a kid yeah. that's growing and maturing, there's there's growing pains, there's change, there's stretching that they're going to go through. And I think that's an aspect that we can get locked into our one way of thinking. And, you know, it's like, really, if I think about the American church collectively, we have way more information than we have people applying and application. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that more in our next episode. But I think that's a really valuable piece is we have no shortage of, of content of education, yeah. of mm-hmm. information. It's living this out. And really this is the life of worship, which says yeah. my whole life is laid down yeah. as um, a living sacrifice yeah. to the Lord. And I want my life to not, it's moving people. And that's what discipleship's about. Like you said, moving yeah. from, it's about me and, you know, kind of uh, tickle my ear. You know, I want this to be entertaining for me too. Yeah. I'll do whatever it takes. Cause it's about the Lord. It's a worship service to the Lord. Yeah. And so we're seeing people grow. And again, this is, I think reality is it's hard work because we have people that are in all stages of growth Mm -hmm. and maturing, maturing is hard, hard, painful work to see someone grow. So um, in this first episode, again, we wanted to just kind of open the door of worship as discipleship and uh, maybe give us some tools and some next steps. And then we're going to go a little bit more deeper in the next episode, but what would be some next steps for group leaders to be processing from this initial conversation? Yeah, man, I think, um, you know, done at like a family level too. I mean, it's something that's been impactful for me is there's this tiny little book that I, I read through is a book called um, Family Worship. And this kind of brings it back to like modeling it for family as well. But, um, you know, just that idea of like, don't overcomplicate it. Totally. Or, you know, just even, I think it applies, like the book's called Family Worship, but I think of like coming alongside somebody in your small group, like, hey, how can I, you know, we talk about it as a, as a discipline, like how can I grow in this more? Like just yeah. don't over, don't overcomplicate it. And like the, guy that wrote this book, I think his name is Don Whitney. You know, he just talks about like, break it down. Like, man, not rocket science, like 10 minutes, you know, sing with your family, pray with your family and read a passage of scripture and process that together. I mean, I think you're applying that across those different spheres too, of like, if somebody's at their beginning stage of of being a worshiper, like, what does it look like to worship God, live my whole life Mm -hmm, as worship to God? Like, man, they're not going to spend an hour. That's going to be tough for them. Like walk alongside them and go, 
man, what does it look like to open a psalm, read a psalm, so great. pray for the day, and then and that's a win. On. Yeah, and that's a win. Yep. yep, that's great. Yeah, Aaron, last thoughts? Yeah, I would say kind of along those same lines, just challenging um, the people in my group, but again, leading by example first, yeah. that um, my abide time is both doctrine and devotion. And so yeah. it's that um, I'm getting information from the Lord, like he's transforming me through that. Mm. But I'm also just like, I'm pausing as I'm reading a psalm, mm. I'm reading anything. And I'm, I'm going, thank you, Lord. I, I'm recognizing that that's happening in my life because of not just, you know, some good choice that I made, but because of your goodness. And I'm yeah. giving him the due credit that he deserves. That's worship. Yep. Um, yeah. That might be, uh, you know, I turn on a song and I, I want to listen to it. And I want to sing along with it. Or I pick up a guitar. Or it might just be a, a time in stillness and, and prayer or, or going for a hike and just yep. like, wow, God, you created this too. And all for uh, that it to testify to your glory. It's good. Um, those are times of authentic yep. worship. Yeah, I love those. Those are really practical things. And and one of the things you said, I just want to cling on to as we kind of wrap up this first episode is you said leaders go first. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a great takeaway is if we want to help our people grow in worship, we have to, to model that and live out worship. Yeah. And that obviously that starts personally. Um, starts in our homes yeah. in our small group that we're saying, Hey, I, everything I have is the Lord's. Yeah. I want to, I want to point yeah. the way. And we're actually helping people develop in this like practice and life of worship that, that just flows yeah. out of us. I also want to point out something that you guys did. You probably wouldn't say this, but there's a really great tool, small group leaders to be aware of. It's on right now media. It's called the worship dilemma and Aaron and Jeremy involved uh, in that process. And Great tool, great video series to just dive deeper in understanding worship could be used in your small group. Uh, we're going to put a link to that in the show notes as well as some of the things we talked about today. But man, this is an exciting conversation. I'm looking forward to the next episode where we just go a little deeper. Thank you guys yeah, for blessing. jumping on today. All right. And we'll see you next time. Group leaders, thanks for all you do. Check out the show notes for more information and we'll see you next time. We are grateful for the investment you make each week as you reach the world for Jesus one person at a time and make biblical disciples in relational environments. For notes from this show and other great resources to help you grow, visit realliferesources.org.